0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Jesus, the Savior of the world, amen? The Savior of the world. We've got to see Him like that. I wrote down, just threw some things together about a definition of a Savior. What a, what a Savior is, the definition of a Savior. Um, one who saves from danger of destruction saving from the danger of destruction um just a a scenario from a, from a sentence that goes with a definition this is from the the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, and it says, the policeman proved to be our Savior, arriving on the scene just as we were about to be mugged. And people can see another human being saving them from something, but, you know, we're talking about the real Savior, that policeman in that analogy there, that policeman proved to be the Savior in that situation. Many times doctors or surgeons can prove to be the Savior of somebody's life. They, they performed a surgery and it saved that person's life. I mean, we take dinners to all of our first responders, and we're very grateful for them in saving people's lives and all that type of situation. But there's only one real Savior. And He's proven Himself. And you and I have to embrace what He has proven and, and live our lives like He really is the Savior of the world, that He literally has saved us from destruction from the danger of destruction in every single way, in every way. Different synonyms for the word Savior is protector. He is your truly your protector, rescuer. He has rescued you and ransomed you. He's a deliverer. He's your redeemer. He's a keeper. He keeps you in a safe place. He's a guardian. And I love this one. He's a defender. When nobody defends you, He defends you. When nobody guards you and protects you and has your back, He's your guardian. Amen? When when no one keeps you in a safe place, all through the book of Proverbs, it talks about that trusting God is a safe place to live. Safe. Say it. Safe. Amen? Trusting God is a safe place because He's all these things. See, in, in this, at this time of year where we celebrate the Savior of the world, we have to see Him as that. He's not the baby in the manger anymore. Thank God he was the baby in the manger. Thank God that Mary did what she did, and thank God he was born, and thank God that he lived, but he's not here anymore. Amen? So when we celebrate this time of the year, we've got to see him as this Savior. If a policeman, a doctor, some other professional can prove to be a Savior in a given situation, surely the Savior has proven Himself, and we can receive all that He's done for us. Can you say amen to that? We can receive all that He has done. Luke 1 and verse 37, and I'm just reading this short verse out of the NIV. Luke 1 and 37, it says, No word from God will ever fail no word from god will ever fail we fail other situations and people fail us but no word from god will ever fail if god says something if 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 the bible says he is a, he is the savior of the world then that will never fail You and I have to embrace it for it to work for us, but it will never fail. It will always be that way. He'll always be the Savior of the world because the Word said it. For no word from God will ever fail. In the 38th verse of Luke 1, and I'm reading this out of the New King James, after the angel of God came to Mary, and the angel said, No word from God will ever fail. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to what? God's word that will never fail. She already asked the questions How could this be? I've never been with a man. How could I be with child? How how could something like this be? But she said, Let it be. To me, according to your word, and the angel departed, the angel had told her her answer to her answer <laughs> to a situation that was a hundred and fifty percent impossible. the angel's answer were was No word from God will ever fail. And the angel of the Lord brought the word of God, delivered it to Mary, and so what did Mary do? Well, we'll see. Well, I hope so. Well, I guess so. If God said it, I don't know. I'm doubting whether it will work or not. Well, God said that and it's never worked for me. So be it. According to the Word of God. No word from God will ever fail, but we have to receive it. So everything I read to you today is the Word of God, and that's the way it is. But you have to receive it like Mary did. We have a story in the beginning of Luke 1 about Zacharias and... Angel came to him, and he didn't receive it real well, that his old wife, older wife, passed the ability to bear children, um, was going to have a child. And his response continued to be, it's impossible, and he couldn't talk until John the Baptist's birth. So the results there were different than the results with Mary because Mary received it based on what the angel said. You and I have to receive it based on what the Word says today. No word from God will ever fail. No word. Luke chapter 2 and verse 10, then the angel of the Lord said, do not be afraid, and this was to the shepherds in the fields. After the birth of Jesus, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, what? Everything we just talked about, everything we just defined. There is born to you today a protector, there is born to you today a defender. There is born to you today everything that you need. He's the Savior who is Christ the Lord, the anointed one. No word from God will ever fail. That happened. I don't care how many people have tried to disprove it and say that it's not real and make up other stories about it and pretty much like it's a fairy tale, no matter what other people have said, that's the absolute truth. Jesus is everything that we just said, I'm going to remind you of what He is, again, that I just read. He's your protector. He's your rescuer from every situation you'll ever be in. Deliverer, your redeemer. He keeps you. He guards you. He's your guardian and defender. And as I told you last week, I'll say all through this series, He is the one. Amen? There is no other hope on planet earth. The only way things are going to get better on planet earth is that people accept the one. I mean, some things won't be quite as bad if you get certain kind of politicians and those kind of things in there. But the system of the world is not the system of our God. And I don't care how good it is and how well It's been put together in this country or maybe other countries that I I don't know how their system is set up, but there's only one system, and it's the kingdom of God. Amen? When Jesus was on the earth, many of the Jews and the different sects of the Jews were looking to Him to overthrow the government of the Roman Empire. That's what they were looking for. That was not his plan. It's still not his plan. See, because when you replace people in the governments and the systems of the world with people that, I'm not talking about just having an understanding in their head of God. I'm talking about people that know God. You replace them, then things get better. The Bible says it. Read, read the book of Proverbs. When the righteous are in rule, people rejoice. Things go well. All through the book of Proverbs. God is not here to overthrow the government. You and I are not here to create some coup that's going to overthrow, you know, different regimes in in this nation or some other nation. We're we're not going to win the battle that way. We're going to win it by believing in Him. There's only one Savior of the world, and it's not a politician. It's Jesus himself. He's the one that does all those things. And all the things I just mentioned to you, there's not a, you're, a, you're a liar. <laughs> you are a liar if you say you're not looking for all those things I just mentioned. Who doesn't want to be safe? Who doesn't want to be protected? Who doesn't want to be rescued? Hmm? Who doesn't want to have a guardian, somebody guarding. I mean, you know, if you, had, if you had paid guards around your house to protect your house at all times, I mean, you know, I mean, if somebody came and said, I'll pay to have people guard your house 24-7. I mean, I mean, most people wouldn't turn that down. People want that. But the true guardian is the one, and his name is Jesus. He's the Savior of the world. He is the Savior. He's the one. There is no other one. No one else is going to help you like Jesus. No one's going to rescue you from difficult situations like Him. That's why we can't just be born again. He has to become the Lord of our life, the one that's in control of every decision that we make. It has to be developed. That's why, that's why. You need the church. That's why you need the Word. If you don't have the Word and you're not continuing in the Word, then you're not a disciple of the One. You can be a born again and not a disciple. The only thing that will disciple you is continuing in the Word. John 8, 32. When you continue in the word, you're my disciples indeed, you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's the only thing. There's no other way. And hell, hell has forever mounted an attack to get you not to believe that he's the only way. But He can be the only way if He, the Word, becomes so real in you that you do nothing else but Him. He becomes final authority to everything that you turn to in life, everything. I don't care what it is, everything that you turn to, He's the final authority. When it comes to you being protected, He's the final authority. When it comes to you being rescued or delivered or redeemed or kept, He's the final authority. It has to happen His way, not how I think it should happen. It has to come to me through Him. And I have to be convinced of that no matter what. The problem with that is what the Apostle Paul says, many of the persecutions that come against the righteous. But if we know the one... He delivers us from every single thing we go through. Everything. There's nothing that will catch him off guard. And if he's my one, if he's my one and only, he's my go-to, there's not anything that will surprise him. And if nothing surprises him, then no matter if... I'm not totally in sync, and I'm not hearing everything the way I need to hear it, and I make some mistakes here and there and and whatever. It doesn't matter. He'll deliver me from all of them if I stay with Him. If I truly stay with Him, He will deliver me from all of them. 1 John 4 and 14 says, And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son... As, the Father sent the Son. As, the Father spoke to the angel to speak to Mary. The Father spoke to the angel to speak to Joseph. The Father then, because they accepted it. You know, it wasn't just Mary that accepted it. Joseph accepted it. Mary and Joseph... Accepted it, and the son was the savior of the world. I just love the way that said that. That had, as as I was thinking about this series, the savior of the world. (laughs) Wow, we live in a time, man, when people are looking for somebody to rescue them. There he is. We read last week that his redemptive acts were planned before the foundation of the world. Jesus was our Redeemer and our Savior before before Adam and Eve messed it up in the garden, he was already our Savior. My Savior, my Deliverer. Think think of how many things in your life you've needed to be delivered of. Maybe a bad relationship. Think of all the things in life that you've needed to be delivered of. He's already delivered you. And that's difficult in the natural mind to accept that He's already done everything that needs to be done. Now, I have to learn how to receive that. That's not easy to do when your head's telling you something totally contrary to what He's telling you in the Word to do. And your head, if you've noticed, you can't just turn it off. Hmm? You have to renew it. You have to work at it. I mean literally you have to work at it. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. John 4 and 42. I read this last week. This is, a, this is at the after the woman of Samaria met Jesus at the well and everything that he prophesied over her and everything he did and she went and told the people and and they kind of believed and then they said this, then they, the people, her family and friends said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard from him and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. They said, yeah, we, so, you know, you, you can hear what I'm saying to you, and you can say, yeah, yeah, He's the Savior of the world, but, but to break it all down to what that Savior really is, He's all the things and even more than what we just defined Him as, you can't just acknowledge the fact that I say it so, you got to believe it. And church history shows that that whole That whole region of Samaria (laughs) followed Jesus the rest of the time, and they were some of the greatest ministers and missionaries of the gospel in the early church because they believed it. (laughs) They heard from her. Who could prophesy and tell her all the things about her life in a short period of time, and they were shocked and she told them and they believed her and, and then they heard from him and they heard him and when you hear him and you hear his word, then he wants you to believe his word. And he wants you to believe not because someone else believes it, but because you believe it because you believe his word. When you have that, then he becomes that protector. He becomes that deliverer. He becomes that guardian, right? He, he becomes all the things that He is, He becomes that to you. He becomes your protector and your defender. He becomes your provision, your healer, your deliverer. He becomes that because He is the one. Say it. The one. He is the one. There is no other. Nobody else is going to save you, the world, any situation. I don't care what it is. Only Him. Only Him. The Christ. The Savior of the world. The Messiah. In John 1, I read some of this last time. I'm just reading a few of these verses today. I want you to see Him like this. I mean, All of the parts of Him you see in these five verses I'm going to read. John 1 and 1, and it says this. In the beginning was the Word, and we read last week, the Word was before the beginning. But in relation to what we're dealing with with the Savior of the world, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. When God said, light be, that was the Word. Because light was. And he said, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And verse 14 says, and the Word became flesh, and He dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Before the beginning, in the beginning, everything up to today is the Word. And the Word became flesh, and His name was Jesus. See, in the beginning was not the Father, Holy Spirit, and Son. In the beginning was Father, Holy Spirit, and Word. And the Word became flesh, and He became a Son, and His name is Jesus, and He's the one, the Savior of the world. Adam and Eve messed things up in the garden, but God already had His plan. God said, I will become flesh. I will become like them, I'll relate to them, I'll feel how they feel, I'll go through everything that they go through, but because I'm me, I will never miss it. But I'll be the perfect example for them to follow after, and then by the time I finish what I'm going to finish, what He did at Calvary, what He finished for us, now He's empowered us to be able to do anything and everything that He does because we were created from him. We weren't created after the animals or after anything else, not after the angels. Human beings don't pass away and become angels. I love it's a wonderful life, but the Clarence story is not real. And you can like that or not like it. i I got a lot of Christian people that will fight me for that. This is final authority. And when this becomes final authority in your life, then He becomes your defender by choice. He becomes your protector by you choosing. He, He becomes the safe place that you can hide in those that Dwell in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God, my defender, my safe place. But, but the person says that. I can't make that happen for you. I'm delivering the best I know how to deliver. And I'm doing it and I do it well because I know Him. I mean, what am I standing and saying? Well, you know, I'm not any good. Who's going to receive from that? I believe I'm good at what I'm doing. I'm not comparing myself. I'm sure there's a whole lot of other people that can preach better than I can, or whatever else. But I'm good at what I do because I believe in what I'm doing. And if I believe it, and I'm putting it out to you, then you can receive it, and then Holy Spirit makes it real to you that it's real. What I'm saying. And when you believe it, then he become, Then you say of the Lord, he's my defender. You say of the Lord, he's my provision. You say of the Lord, he's my healer. You say of the Lord, he's all that he said he is. Can you say amen to that? That's the Savior of the world. That's the one. He's for you. He, he's for me. He's for you. He's for us. He's for the whole planet. Do not write anybody off. Even when you want to. Even when you know people and you don't like them. He's the Savior of the whole world. He is the Savior, the one. Amen? Full of grace and truth. So if I'm going to walk in this life like him, then I've got to be full of grace and truth. You never saw Jesus allow people, the people, you know, the the religious people today got mad because, you know, he was inviting the hookers in and they were around him and he was inviting all the drug addicts and all the different people, you know, whatever of the day, you know, the people that the rest of the church didn't like. And they got mad at him, but the thing about him is that he didn't allow their lifestyles to affect him. You see, and when you know who you are, and you know whose you are, that's how you can have you can to be to to know Him is to be full of grace. And when you're full of grace, you never give up on anybody because He never gives up. But yet you're full of truth, and see, when you're full of truth, you don't let the lack of truth change your convictions. You stand for truth. And you don't back off. And that's who He is, and that's why He's (laughs) the Savior of the world. Can you say amen? amen? John 14 and 6. He was telling His disciples and specifically Thomas this, but He said to them, He said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Me. Everybody say, He's the one. He's the only one that will deliver you. Can you say amen? I want to, uh, you know, through the year, we've encouraged you to send testimonies in of different things in your life. And, and, um, and uh, Brittany Smith has sent a testimony in, and I want to read this testimony today. She said she was good with you knowing it was her. And... Um, and I, I want to read this testimony in the middle of my message because this is what I'm talking about. And she starts out saying, My testimony starts with my mother raising me in church. I've strayed a few times, I won't lie about that, but I've always come back, especially to, to this church. What everyone doesn't know is that since I was 19 years old, medically, I had had massive challenges. At 19, I had cancer. At 24, I had heart surgery. At 27, I was the youngest woman in my clinic to have a hysterectomy. I've struggled with seizures since the age of 15 as well. Up to to this day, I struggle with them. I have planned my funeral thoroughly, too many times to count, in my head, of course. Honestly, I didn't think I'd make it to becoming 30, and now I'm 32. Someone shout amen. amen. She said, when my daughter was eight years old, I started coming to Gates. She has had medical struggles as well. Six months old, she had skull surgery from being born with Krannis, Krannis something. Um, I should have looked that up and, and got, the, got it to tell me what the name was but i didn't Cranosinosis? Cin- stenosis anyway that's what it is that's what that's the name we we spent our first year our first new years in the picu in in san antonio together and a bro- she had a broken femur at 9 months old she has she had a um, so she wore a how do you say that? A spike of cast for six weeks, right? Um, we've always been attached at the hip, best friends forever, she and her daughter. After everything we've been through, I still believe God has amazing plans for us. Kinley has been dedicated here, baptized here, and loves this church as much as we do. No struggle anywhere could keep us away. I've lived through a terrible, abusive husband and boyfriends. Finally, I've met a man of my dreams Thomas, he treats me like a man should, and I love him with all my heart. Him and his daughter, Aubrey, we intend to get married in in January. I always say, everything that should have killed me didn't. God wants me here for some reason. And in my message today, I appreciate you sending that in. In my message today, the thing about it is that she never quit coming. She never quit with the Word. Things had to be worked out and things renewed and mind renewed and things established on the inside. But, but if you don't quit, He's, he's already not quit. See, what, that, what people don't realize is there's times when it looks like He quit, but He never quits. Because, see, He's already established it all. If you don't quit... And you don't quit making him the one in your life, not just the Savior of your life, but the Lord, the one in control of your life. Then no matter what comes, many of the persecutions that come against the righteous, but my God will deliver them out of them all. Why? When you see the Apostle Paul's life, there were many persecutions that came against him even before his earthly ministry. Why? Because he was growing in the revelation and the understanding of who God was. He had to grow like, some people put him on a pedestal, he's, he's like you and me, breathes just like you and I, put his pants on like you and I do. I mean, he, he's just a human being. He was not in the class with Jesus. There's Jesus and all the rest of us. But thank God for the Apostle Paul, how beautiful are the feet of those that have brought us the Word. Can you say amen to that? Right? But he had to grow many persecutions and things that came against his life because he was growing in revelation. Did you hear what I said? That testimony that I just read, there were things that happened, but she continued to grow in revelation. She's still here sitting in the service today. She's still here growing in revelation, things getting better and stronger in her life, and went past the lies of the enemy telling her she wouldn't even live to be 30 years old. She's 32 today. Can you say amen? Everybody say, she'll have long life. Say it. Declare it. Why? Because that's a promise from God's Word. Did you hear me? Huh? That's God. Amen? That's God. But many of the persecutions that come against the righteous, we can't be freaked out by persecution. I'm not telling you that bad things have to happen or have to come to your place, because in the, in, in the book of Psalms, it says, no evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come near us. did not have any right. But it depends on how you receive it, accept it, and where you're at when you're receiving those things. Do not judge anybody for what they've been through. I mean, never judge somebody with what they've been through with where you're at. I'll just tell you, you judge other people and you're looking for a fall. Never judge people. Always, especially, rejoice with people that have not quit. Amen. That they've been through difficult things, but there is a Savior, right? I can't do everything for people. You can't do everything, but He already has. Amen. And when you embrace that, then He becomes that defender in your life. I just love the Book of Proverbs this whole year, and all the different translations how the Book of Proverbs has talked about that safe place. There's something in in the chaotic world, in the climate that we live in, in this planet. To live in a safe place emotionally in your life is like no other. And he is that safe place. Amen? He continually is that safe place. he's, He's become that to Brittany. He's become that to each and every one of us. Everybody's got a testimony in your life. I don't care where you've been. What matters is where you're at today and where you're going. And where you need to be going is with the one. The Savior of the world can you say amen? I want to read that John 14, 6 again. Jesus said to him, to Thomas, I am the way, because he Thomas kept saying, oh, I mean, you know, these guys are young. All, all the stories of the disciples, and these guys, none of them are more than three years old in the Lord in, in their walking with him. None of them, if even that. None of them. Just think about where you were. If, if you're walking with God today, where were you at three years? I mean, the, the, you know, at least he's asking the questions, you know. Well, well show, us, show us the Father, you know. And, and, and Jesus said to him, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I mean, we live in a world today. And and don't judge other people that think there's 45 other ways to the Father. Okay? But I'm just telling you today, and if somebody's sitting here today and you believe there's other ways to the Father, he, He's a good God and He's a God of love, and, and, and why wouldn't there be you know, a whole bunch of different ways just so everybody on the planet could accept Him and receive Him? Well, that's why it's been 2,000 years since He left. The disciples in the, in his, in, in the, in the beginning, they were looking for His return then. Hmm? Everybody's been looking for it. People wrote in bo- books on it. 88 reasons why Jesus is coming back in 1988. It was a bestseller. Okay, we can hammer that guy or just move on, right? Everybody's been looking for him. Why is he? Why is he taking so long? We we now can touch every end of the planet with the gospel with people getting the gospel through technology and everything else. I mean, I mean the world is getting saved. The world is believing that he's the one and only. And that's what you and I have to believe. There's no other way to the Father. And we have to believe that. I'm telling you today, there's no other way because I just read you what he said. He's the one. He's the one. He's the head of the church. He's the one with all the answers and He said there's no other way to the Father except through me, through Him. And if that's the only way, then that's the only way but that's the only way to the Father, not just through salvation, but healing, deliverance, being protected, defended, living in a safe place. All all of the things that we've mentioned today, all of them are found in Him. He said He was the way. John talked about him coming forever and ever and ever. But at this point, he said, I'm him who was talked about. I'm him. He said, I'm the one. That's what I'm believing. Can you say amen? And I want to end with this today. Psalm 103 and verse 2. And I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. That's how he becomes the one. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Let all that I am praise the Lord. That means every minute of every day of your life. Praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. I'll say it like this. May I never forget the good things He's done for me. He forgives all my sins, heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He talks more in there about the benefits. But it all starts with me praising Him, thanking Him for everything that He's done for me every single day instead of complaining. I have some work to do on that. I'm just telling you right now, I have work to do on that. If you don't believe that your mouth hinders and stops God from working in your life, then you're deceived. And you need to understand that. Because if you're not praising Him, you're complaining. And you got to work... It's not just using the word praise. Oh, I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. mean 24 hours a day? i got to do that? No. It's acknowledging what He says is so about a situation and situations that you face daily versus what you see and how you feel and the way things appear to be. And if we don't make those changes you will not be grateful for the things he's already done for you. You'll be complaining about what's not happening for you. You realize the enemy works overtime to make you focus on what you don't have and what's not working instead of being grateful for what you do have and what is working. I mean, somebody says, yeah, Pastor, (laughs) my car has three flat tires. Well, thank him for the one that's not. I mean, I'm just telling you to do what he said. You know, how stupid does that sound? But he said, if you'll praise me for the one, what I get out of that is he'll take care of the rest. And, you know, there's no tires in heaven floating out of the clouds coming to you. You understand? He'll take care of the rest of seeing the favor work on your behalf because you're changing your attitude. Because, listen... Listen, what matters is what you believe, and if you believe the negative, then you're getting and you're, you're receiving the harvest of the negative that you're, that's coming out of your mouth and that you're believing for. God wants you to change that, and you do that by praising Him. Let all that I am, everything in me, praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He does for me. When you stay on the Word, as Brittany's stayed in church, as she stayed listening and receiving from the Word, it's empowered her to overcome some of the obstacles. Well, Pastor, I mean, you know, how could anybody with those kind of things happening to them, you know, ever praise the Lord? Try it. Try it. Just just start doing it. No matter what's happened to you, just start doing it. Just praise Him. And you see what begins to happen and the outcome of that in your life. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.